shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You may be aware there has been a significant response to the latest documentary release from the Centre for Public Christianity called For the Love of God, How the Church is Better and Worse Than You Ever Imagined. Well, one of the dimensions to reflect on today is in recognising the fact that we are all Australians. And had we been born in another time, another place, our lives would look much different to the way that they do today. The Centre for Public Christianity used the platform to confront the worst of what Christians have done through history and tracing the origins of Western values like human rights, charity, humility, violence back to the influence of Jesus. Well, one of the presenters of the documentary is Dr. Justine Toe, who is joining us to unpack some of the response so far. Hello, Justine. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Great to be with you. Justine, what sort of response have you been getting? Because there was a huge build-up. In fact, I thought we'd probably talked about this documentary for years. Uh, what we sort did. of feedback? <laughs> what what feedback did you have you been able to glean since the release? Yeah, well, if I can paint a picture, we've had a cinema cut of the documentary, so 90 minutes, which collects um, segments from across all four episodes. Um, We've had that screened in cinemas, um, over 100 screenings nationally, and at about 20 or 25 of those screenings, uh, my co-presenters and I have have gone to various places and taken part in Q&A sessions after the conclusion of the film. Um, And it's been really wonderful, actually. Um, It's been received really well, and people have had some good questions to ask. Uh, Probably the best question, or most interesting question was, so how do we make sense of the fact that um, Bonhoeffer decided to challenge the state and, and attempt to assassinate Hitler, and yet Martin Luther King decided to, you know, love his enemies uh, rather than try and win and, and triumph over them. So there's been some really interesting questions like that. But on the whole, people have been very um, happy to see this film and it sparked some good conversations and, and we're just really pleased with it and, and want it to go on, really. Undoubtedly, you're all Q&A'd out because uh, (laughs) with all of those sessions that you've been addressing, but really on that question, when you talk about Bonhoeffer and then uh, Martin Luther King Jr., is there a simple answer? Uh, Because I know we could talk a lot about that, but is there a simple response that you give to people who might be wondering about the, the contrast between those leaders and the way they reacted to the the sorts of challenges they were up against? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is. I think it should make us sit very quite, quite uneasily. I think it should sit quite uneasily with us that two people can worship the same God and come to wildly different conclusions about how they are to, um, you know, persist in a state that is oppressive to some extent and, and how they are to fight up and stand up against injustice. But um, I think it's important to say also that Bonhoeffer was not going to come to that conclusion lightly he would have really wrestled with it and maybe that's a good uh, message for us to really you know as much as possible as 
if you're a Christian, to really drive yourself to the scriptures and marinate in them and see what comes up and, you know, hopefully also be open to the correction and rebuke, if needed, of other people, other Christians around you to see um, how your conclusions line up with theirs. But, yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, as I said, it's a really interesting question, not an easy answer. Um, but definitely worth thinking about. A wonderful affirmation, though, that there are a lot of very strange, difficult uh, questions that do need to be answered or situations we find ourselves in, and the call to grapple with those more deeply is something that perhaps is something we can all respond to. It's a risky oh, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. If I, if, I if I can say sure. that, I think we um, live in a very polarized and political culture where it's too easy to just settle for easy answers and, and, and adopt black and white thinking about things. One of the great things that this documentary has, has, has done for me personally is help me to appreciate how complex history is and how complex individual actors in history are. So, for example, um, some people can be absolutely wonderful in one area, but, uh, you know, can be a little bit uh, less than desirable in other areas of their life. But this is the reality of what people are like. You know, we're all complex people. We have different ideas. Uh, we have sometimes contradictory ideas and contradictory beliefs. But that's all, just, just all part of the mix. And I do feel, I have to say, incredibly humbled, I suppose, that, um, well, I, I believe obviously in God and, and the idea that he would work with such interesting, complex messes as, as we all are as human beings, I think that is quite um, profound and challenging and humbling. Well, Justine, honour to you and the team at the Centre for Public Christianity. All the way through, we've been talking about just how risky it is uh, to hang out the dirty laundry and let everybody in on that because... When you do all of that sort of thing, we talk about all of the bad stuff that's happened under the banner of Christ uh, over those generation upon generation. Uh, you can be taking that risk of affirming the opponents of the church and even shocking the Christians uh, to say, uh, did our forebears really do all that ugly stuff? Uh, so you did take a risk, but do you think the risk has paid off with the sorts of feedback that you've received? Oh yeah, I think people get it. You know, I mean, it's we we live in any in, we live in a world where you can open a history book and go and see all the terrible things that Christians have been involved with. You can you can read that for yourself, and um, you, we really need a way to think about that and grapple with that. And I think our documentary, in that it wants to confront the evils that Christians have done in the name of Christ, but that also wants to tell the other side of the story as well how uh, Christians, when they've played the tune of Jesus, have had a remarkable impact on the world. But that is a very interesting, complex story, and it is the history that we have. I think um, a lot of people would be able to benefit by just being able to appreciate the different sides of the story and kind of say, okay, maybe I thought before that all Christians were terrible people. This at least gives me reason to kind of go, actually, that looks quite interesting. And being able to entertain that thought that, you know, a formerly despised Christian, right, might actually have something worth saying or might be this great champion of human rights or whatever, helps us to live really well with the different people that we have in our lives, right? Like, we may not like the other person because we don't agree with their politics or we don't agree with their values or whatever, but you might discover a shared commitment to 
gosh, I don't know, like m- maybe maybe both people have had to care for a very sick child or something. And so that sort of um, common experience can help to bridge the differences. So, yeah, if, if Christians and non-Christians can both recognise that we care about equality, we care about care of the sick, we care about these sorts of things, then it, we, we're trying to build a common basis um, that we can have a common life together. We're trying to build that common basis so we can have that common life together. It doesn't mean we have to agree on everything, but it means that we work harder to work out what we do agree on, and then we go from there. And I guess when we admit some of the bad things of our past, it does give a level of authenticity to us as people, all of us who've fallen short of the glory of God. You like to use some terminology which is very interesting, the idea of historical humility and recognising that we might look back with judgment on those things that were done badly in the past, but if we were actually translated back in time, we wonder how we might have reacted at the same time. What is this thing with historical humility that you like to talk about? Well, historical humility just acknowledges that if I'd been alive in a different time and place, I would have had the sorts of attitudes and beliefs that went along with that particular time. It's, it's to assume that that would have been the case. Uh, so, for example, um, in the documentary we talk about how the Crusaders took upon crusading as a religious act, in some ways as penance for their sins. And so trying to work out, oh, okay, um, that makes no sense for us today. How can you do that? And yet, you know, quite possibly if I was a crusader back in that time, I would have gone along with what the priestly class said was the right thing to do because, you know, I wasn't necessarily schooled in the scriptures in the ways that um, I trusted the church to have been back then. So, yeah, you just have to extend some charity across the centuries to the people who've come before us because they were limited by their particular assumptions And, you know, it also implies that today we are limited by our own presumptions as well and we can't see our own blind spots. You know, the definition of a blind spot is that that you can't see it. So I have to at least um, hold out the possibility that I don't get everything right and that uh, I can expect that I'm going to get some things wrong, that, you know, perhaps my children's uh, and grandchildren's generation will be horrified at But hopefully, if I can think now that I might be wrong and that I have to really try and work hard to seek out the truth um, and not just kind of see what I want to see, but really try and grapple with the truth, then hopefully that will help me to be better at uh, countering my blind spots. And uh, if Christians adopt this at large, this, I think, can only be good, really, for not only for the church, but, you know, gosh, for everyone. Everyone Everyone should be able to do this as well. I guess we all hope that for our own selves, uh, people will remember the good things about us, uh, but the truth from history might show that uh, the things that we don't do so well will probably be remembered uh, in a a more uh, obvious way. It's an interesting thing, isn't it, this aspect of historical humility, uh, this recognition that God actually works through very imperfect individuals. Uh, there's lots of those in our history. Well, there's lots of those on the planet. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that I, I feel so, I wouldn't even say imperfect, I feel so kind of like flawed, really, in all sorts of ways. And yet, um, I don't know why, but God somehow still, I believe, says that he can use me. 
hopefully he can use me well. Hopefully I don't, you know, let him down. Um, but yeah, but through the history um, that we tell in For the Love of God, for example, there was a person called William Carey who was the father of the, I guess, modern missionary movement. And he and the other Serampore trio, as they came to be known, um, went to India and did a whole bunch of wonderful things there, including getting rid of sati, which was this practice that uh, made a widow burn herself along with, alongside her dead husband. Um, so essentially commit suicide to join her husband in the afterlife. And they also did some wonderful things uh, in terms of establishing schools um, for children of all castes as well. So there's some incredible achievements of the Serampore Trio and William Carey in particular. Um, but I also know from the history that he was quite a negligent father and that his first wife was quite mentally ill and she just was not handling India on top of all the sort of inner turmoil that she was already experiencing. And so he kind of had this great missionary focus but sort of neglected his family and also his sons when uh, after his first wife died. So... I mean, maybe I no one wants to be in that position where they say, look, he was a great man publicly and so we can forgive these private indiscretions or whatever. No one wants to say that. But perhaps we can just look at his life and say, isn't that incredible? You know, he did so much good out here, but he didn't really look after his family that well at the same time. Like that is surely someone who's recognizable, right? Like we, we know people like that. We know that we ourselves can be great in one area and not so great in another but being able to accept that, that is the reality of who we are and also that God in his grace is able to use flawed people like that is, I think, remarkably encouraging and helps us to you know, really be humbled, as I said before, that he would do that, that he has the grace to kind of overlook our weaknesses and still use us as part of his uh, purposes. Well, a great perspective when you can put yourself in the picture, uh, put yourself in the title of the documentary series, For the Love of God, How the Church, or How I, Am Better and Worse Than You Ever Imagined. And let me point people to how they can get a hold of this documentary film. And uh, interestingly, you've got it as a whole. You can watch the whole documentary, or you've got a whole series of pieces of stories that are a part of the documentary and if I point people to the website which is betterandworse.film betterandworse.film now there have been cinema screenings those episodes are available online uh, people can purchase or rent them so it doesn't matter where you are if you've got a little bit of download on your internet, you can get a hold of uh, this particular documentary and have a look for yourself. For the love of God, how the church is better and worse than you ever imagined. Dr. Justine Toe was part of the team that made the documentary. Justine, just wonderful getting a catch-up. Thank you so much for taking some time to update us today on 2020. You're welcome. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.